Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. Hey everyone, it's Michael with Wedding Videography School. There he is, the Michael. <laughs> There's Adam. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm starting this podcast really focused because I don't have my microphone stand. And you told me to hold my microphone like three inches from my chin facing up so it doesn't get any pop. So I'm really focused on the microphone game this morning. Yeah, I see that. It's giving me a new <laughs> vantage point uh, that I've never seen of your face. It's very interesting. <laughs> makes you look a little more uh, like a pumpkin. Ah. I was hoping you were going to say prestigious. I wasn't expecting the pumpkin word to come out, but uh, I'll take what I can get from you. Any compliment from Michael Ring is a good compliment. Yeah, the profile view of you is a little better, a little, little more flattering. Well, I'm going to apologize for any pops that happen in this podcast in case I'm accidentally holding the microphone wrong today. Yeah, well, you know, you got to be more like me. I always keep a pop filter in my car, so. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you're going to need it. So what have you been up to, man? Editing, editing, editing. I've got uh, just a lot of editing, a lot of projects working on right now. I'm in the thick of it, so it feels good to come out of the editing cave for a few minutes to record with you. But I feel like my 2021 season's pretty locked in. Um, I've got some inquiries coming in for next year, for 2022, which is nice. And uh, yeah, just in the editing cave. Um I think last time you and I chatted, you were kind of wrapping up a couple as well. Are you, did you get to finish those or what are you up to? Yeah, so I've got a total of two left. I'm actually doing revisions on one right now, which is kind of annoying, but you know, whatever. Like I always just try to make my clients super happy. So even though I'm always kind of annoyed by revisions, um, it's worth it just to get it over with and do what the client wants and move on. So um, I'm about halfway. I basically have like one and a half left to do. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Nice, man. Yeah, that was uh, one from your travel travel wedding, right? You're on the West Coast, yeah, I think? That was, yep. That was my Oregon slash Washington one uh, elopement. So uh, maybe I'll post it on uh, the old WVS Instagram here when it's when it's finally finished. Sweet, man. Cool. Um, other than that, you know, not, not a ton. I think same as you, man, I'm getting a lot of inquiries for especially 2022. I think people realized that 2022 was going to be a big year. It's going to fill up a lot faster just because of all the, the backlog people are starting to plan pretty, pretty early. Um, so if you guys aren't booking anything for 2022 yet, Ooh, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you feel like the majority of your inquiries come from? Are they uh, are they 
referrals or social media or bridal shows or anything like that? Or Ooh, bridal show. I'll talk to you about this bridal show, but I would say most of them either come from Google results, just search results, because I'm pretty pretty high up there for Colorado. But uh, I'd say Google and planners... Um, I've had like, especially this last week, I've definitely had a few planners get in touch with me who I've, I've been fortunate enough to develop good relationships with. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, you brought up that bridal show. Honestly, I am not a bridal show person and I've talked about that in the past. Um, but what happened, what did it happen was, uh, a planner who, whose wedding I shot and who I really like, she's really sweet. Um, she runs her own, obviously she's a planner, but she started this new bridal show, um, out here in Colorado. And she asked me if I wanted a booth and I was like, absolutely not <laughs> in my head. Right. <laughs> I didn't say that to her, but I was like, no, it's not really, it's not really my thing. Um, I did a bridal show back when I first started my f- very first year when I went full time. Um, I did a bridal show and I just thought, uh, yeah, I remember being there. I actually remember leaving the show and thinking on my way home, like, well, that was an experience. I'll never do that again. <laughs> um, and here, and here you are doing it all over again. <laughs> I mean, if you've never done a bridal show, dude, it's like, have you ever done one? I've done one as well. And I, I said, I'm never going to do it again. And luckily I've stuck to that so far. Yeah. I, I felt compelled to help out this planner. Cause you know, it's her first show. Like I really wanted to support her and make sure she had, you know, another vendor there and make sure she had a full list of vendors and stuff. So I, I felt like I was just kind of doing my part, but if you haven't done a bridal show, it's basically like you show up, you get a table, you can decorate the table and have like a little booth where you say like, Oh, here's what I do or whatever. And there's usually photographers and wedding planners and, you know, uh, decor people and cake people and all that kind of stuff. And the couples come in and they walk around and they look at all the booths and, uh, it's humiliating really (laughs) because, (laughs) because when they get to your booth, you're like a videographer and it's like, you can't really be blasting your, your tunes and your, all your, you know, your film stuff to all the other booths and everything. And it's generally pretty noisy at these events. So, uh, yeah, people just kind of walk up. They look at your, your videos playing on your TV and, uh, and then you're humbled when they just walk away. Right. They, they are a great, um, I think they're great for people if they're starting in their first couple of years, because if you're kind of that person who's willing to offer discounts and deals, cause that's, that's your audience. I mean, people that go to bridal shows, are the ones looking for the discount. So if you're willing to kind of have discounted yeah. packages and work, I will say I saw I saw one post on social media for videography guys that get a ton of inquiries through it. And what they do at the bridal shows is they have like they bring in two lazy boys and like those noise canceling headphones. So their whole thing is like get people in, sit them down, give them some popcorn, give them some snacks, and so they can like really fully experience it which is probably a great way to go. But I agree. That's the hardest thing is like you want someone to really experience your experience, your film 
And for people just walking by, that's all. They're just walking by, seeing something flashy on a screen. It's hard to really enjoy the films, but. Yeah. And I, I did bring, you know, some headphones for people to pop on. Not one person did. I think people are afraid of lice or something. Like, I think people <laughs> generally don't, or COVID or whatever it is. Like, I think people generally don't like putting right. something that's been on somebody else's head on their head. I mean, you kind of um, have that. You kind of have that creepy salesman kind of a look to you as well. So that could be kind of part of it with the beard going. It's kind of like, it's like this guy's kind of attractive, but I'm afraid that he might try to take advantage of me. I'm not sure if I can. It's kind of that kind of look. So I don't know if I anything wore, to do with it as well. Dude, I wore a hat. I tried to be like, I tried to just look as approachable as possible. <laughs> and it still, it still didn't work. It still didn't. I mean, people came up and I did get about, um, I think I got nine people to fill out like a contact me sheet where I basically just had them put their info down. Um, so, you know, I, I got like nine leads. There you go. I haven't booked anybody from it. If I had to guess if I was going to book anybody from it, I'd say there's like a 10% chance. Nice. Um, so you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a 10% chance. <laughs> um, but, you know, the I, the thing I don't like about these shows is like I always end up spending money. Um, you spend money for the booth just to have a table there. You spend money for the decor to put on the table. I think I was in it for around 700 bucks. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just... This was probably the worst year I could have done something like that. Spend seven hundred dollars on a on a bridal show where it, I I don't know. I feel like uh, I think I just paid seven hundred dollars to maintain my relationship with a planner <laughs> is, 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 yeah. is essentially what I did. So maybe hopefully I'll, it pays off somehow, but I don't I don't think so. Right? Maybe maybe that's just worth it, but. Who knows? I think it's tough for videographers, man. Well, I f I feel like we're kind of a luxury expense, and like you said, a lot of people that go to bridal shows are looking for some sort of discount or something. So I guess if I would say if you go to a bridal show, um, offer some sort of a discount, right? Offer s something to draw people in, and because uh, that's that's really what they're looking for. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting time because summer's coming up here quickly. So people are going to start working more videographers again out there. Lots of weddings are going to be happening, which I'm so thankful for. Um, I feel like for me, I've even had a couple of couples talk about rescheduling and they haven't quite pulled the plug because of COVID. But for the most part, overall, I feel like a lot of couples are moving forward. Weddings are happening. 2021's booked. And uh, it's just going to be a great summer, I think. But um, I mean, for you, when you look at this kind of summer, are you thinking through like new shooting styles? I know it's kind of off grid a little bit, but I'm just kind of curious. Are you getting excited about all the weddings you have coming up or is it just kind of like another year, another season? How's that looking for you? I'm getting excited about the prospect of not really doing that much editing this year. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm getting excited about the thought of like, especially like all my travel weddings, um, I'm basically going to sleep in my car. <laughs> like I'm going to yes. go to the wedding. I'm going to, I'm going to find a place to camp and sleep. I'm going to sleep yeah. in my car. I'm going to go shoot the wedding. I'm going to come home. I'm going to dump the footage onto a drive. I'm going to send it out to be edited. Um, you know, I'll probably knock out the ceremony and like extras kind of footage, like dances and toasts and stuff myself. Cause that's pretty simple. It only takes me like two days to go through everything. Yeah. And then, 
I don't know. I think the rest of the week, like in my mind at least, I'm sure this isn't how it's going to go because like I feel like nothing ever <laughs> really goes the way I think <laughs> it's going to go. But then I envision myself having three days a week to just like, you know, work on other projects or, you know, maybe find something else to do. Um, you know, maybe spy on my neighbors with my binoculars. I don't I haven't really made up my mind yet. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure our podcast audience is wondering, I mean, are you going to be podcasting through the summer? I mean, because these could be cool opportunities for you to kind of, if you're alone in your van down by the river after these weddings, I mean, <laughs> there, there may or may not be some good opportunities for you to hop on a podcast and talk some of these things through since you're going to be so lonely. But I don't know. Are you going to podcast any of this? Is it going to keep going through the summer? What are you thinking? Um, well, I guess it kind of depends a little bit. Like, I know you're eager to be done because <laughs> you can't, you can't wait till we get to a hundred episodes. Uh, but that's I don't not know. Full, I that's think... not fully true. I'm not eager to be done. I'm just more thinking through the busy summer we have coming up. So I'm curious to know what you're going to do. No, I know we, we do have a busy summer uh, coming up and it is, it's difficult anyway to record podcasts with you know we both have families and all that stuff but um i i do expect to keep going through this summer i might i don't know if i'm gonna have a regular posting schedule um which anybody who listens to this show is kind of used to anyway uh so nothing's really gonna change there uh but i might do some bonus episodes you know i i can imagine i'll be alone in the woods and come up with a few things to talk about and uh so I might just record my thoughts out there and uh, post them. I think you should. I think it, late nights, late nights, late thoughts with Michael Ring on the on the podcast. Bonus episodes. I like it. So let me ask you something. And I, I don't know how to say this because it's going to sound kind of goofy to a lot of people. But do you ever have clients who kind of get picky about the contract like you send them a contract and they're like, hey, can you change this, this, and this, and this? Right. And you're like, uh. Like, for example, I just had a client this week and everything worked out. So I'm not like trying to bash this client or anything, but like they kind of want, they wanted me to make it so that my $500 deposit was refundable. Um, which, to me is crazy because I don't, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show yet, but I reduced my 50% deposit to a flat $500. Um, because mostly because of COVID, but what happened this, what had happened <laughs> last year was, you know, like I had a bunch of clients like cancel or postpone or whatever. And like, there were a couple clients that I definitely felt like, you know, I didn't do any work um, and they gave me 50% up front. And so I felt like it was the right thing to do for me to refund them. But that really hurt. Like it was hard. It's like giving your paycheck back, you know, like, Hey, remember that time you got paid, you know, six weeks ago or six months ago. Yeah. I'm going to need that paycheck back. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, like it was like a punch in the stomach. So I was like, I really don't want to put myself in a position like that again. So I just went ahead and reduced my retainer to 500 bucks. Um, but I had a client who was kind of like wanting the $500 to be refundable. Hmm. And I'm like, but I, I made it. So here's what I did. I made it so that the retainer was refundable. If 
like actually i didn't make it refundable at all i just made it so that the retainer could be applied to a different date if they decided to reschedule for whatever reason yeah um but my thing is like i don't want to refund you if you just decide not to have the wedding right just to clarify though that these these contract revisions are not covid related or anything to happen to do with the pandemic or last year this is just strictly business 101 right it has a little bit to do with COVID and some of the language or whatever. But like, I guess here's the thing. I'm one of those people that can do business on a handshake. If like, if I say I'm going to do something, 99% of the time I'm going to do it. I don't know what the other 1% would be. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Like maybe, maybe somebody from my ancient past would come back and be like, Hey, one time you said you were going to do this and you didn't. And it's like, Oh, right. All right. But that's, that's not typical of me. So I, I, it's like kind of a pet peeve of mine when people get really intense about the contract. It's like, I've already stated in like 50 emails to you, like, Hey, you know, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. Um, and the last thing I want to do is go through my contract and copy and paste what they've written in an email into my contract. Like, it just drives me nuts. Yeah. I, I just don't know how many of your clients give you a hard time about like little details in the contract. Like I, Okay, one more example. I know I'm rambling here, but the other thing in the contract was like, I will be there uh, any bear, anywhere between eight and 10 hours. And they wanted me to change it to, I will be there for 10 hours. And it's like, well, I may not need to be there for 10 hours, right? But you want me to change it so that I'm there for 10 hours. Yeah. It's just stuff like that where I'm like, I, I don't know. Do we need to do this? <laughs> can right. we do, just sign the contract? I'll show up. I'll do what I'm going to do. You're going to be happy and we can all move on. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I've, I've had a handful. I think the, the, the ones where the been the most difficult is if the couple, like the groom was a lawyer and I had one where the groom's brother was a lawyer or someone in the family was a lawyer. And so there's like nitpicky stuff on that, which is ironic because I had a lawyer revise my contract to even get it on my web my page you know and then i think i had another one where the dad was just it's like he needed a position in the wedding and so his thing was to go through all vendors contracts and he had something to revise in everybody's it was like he just found something to nitpick but i'd say overall like if i get those i have a conversation with a couple and that smooths you know, like 99% of it out. Like they say like those things, like the 10 hours, you know, but over a phone call, I'm able to just say, you know, I'm going to be there. I might even be there longer if the wedding's going awesome and you've got some great stuff happening or whatever, but it's kind of like up to 10 hours. So I feel like a lot of those things can happen over a phone call. <laughs> but You might be longer if uh, you might be there longer if you find a bridesmaid that you, you like. <laughs> well, no, if like, like, do you ever feel like the dance party? Like sometimes it takes a little bit more alcohol and a little more time to like really get those. Like sometimes I'll stick oh, around. Yeah, I, yeah. I know the party's going to kick off in like about 30 more minutes. So I'll stick around for like some of that epic footage. But yeah, I hear you, man. It's I think it's frustrating because it feels a little like feels a little disrespectful. Like you're like. I spent all this time, all this energy. I paid a lawyer to put my contract in and here's you who may or may not, you know, it's probably your first wedding. You've never done this before. So I think there's like a little bit of that like personal thing. And then I also thought of like, I saw a post that was going through a wedding videography group. They were talking about a girl 
who was recommending to all of her friends, she basically said, don't pay any wedding vendors that this is their full-time job. Only pay them because she's like, I got these great deals. And I found people who list like their side thing. And I was like, that is such ridiculous. Like I would never pay my doctor who's, <laughs> If my doctor wasn't doing, oh, she said, if the if they're if your wedding videographer is doing this for a living, don't pay them because then you're just paying them for their living, basically. And I was like, this. What the does dumbest- that even mean? I, like, know, I don't even understand. <laughs> but there was like a lot of videographers who were saying, like, no, you want somebody who's committed, who's put in the time, who's built a business, who has a solid contract. And so I think, you know, I think wedding videographers get a bad rap, but like. Like you and and hopefully me, like we we put together solid business, solid contracts. We done, did our due diligence. We done did a lot of work, and it's uh yeah. So I can see how it's it's challenging. Yeah, yeah. I think for the most part, I've kind of ended up doing a lot of revisions for people because I'm always like, well, I know myself, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make them happy anyway. And my thing is always like, worst case scenario, I just give them a refund and tell them to get lost. You know, like. If it really came down to it where I had a client who was really upset about something, I'd just be like, here's your money back. Even though, just because it's more simple for me, not because they deserve it or anything. And maybe I'm in enabling that behavior for those people. But uh, I don't know. As you as you go through life you and you get older and you do this long enough, I think you're just like looking for ways to simplify. Yeah. So I I have definitely found that sometimes it's just easier to give people what they want, even though it makes me want to uh, it makes me want to smash their skulls in. <laughs> that, seemed, that was a little intense. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I kind of I kind of felt like this is how how Michael got married. He just gave in. He just said yes. And sometimes him and his wife want to smash their skulls in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was. I've been watching, you know, I've been watching these true crime docs on uh, Netflix. So uh, I'm right. I'm in the I'm watching this one called The Staircase right now. Mm -hmm. I've actually got it pulled up on the TV. It's paused. And uh, it's all about whether this guy may have bludgeoned his wife to death or not. So I think I've got I think I've got skull crushing on my mind. This would be a great way to end this episode with you plugging your contract that you have for sale for people on your website. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I suppose. Um, <laughs> speaking of contracts, <laughs> where can people find a legit contract that they want to have if they're just starting out in wedding video? Yeah, there's a link to our uh, our very, uh, very updated and very strong <laughs> contract uh, at wedding videography school on Instagram. So just go on Instagram, click on our bio <clears throat> for wedding videography school, and you'll see a link to it there. There you go. Good way to end it. Good show, man. Good topic. Yeah, today. man. Well, uh, what do you got planned for this week? I'm just looking forward to our next podcast. I'm super stoked. I can't wait to see you again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind dropping us a review, uh, that would be much appreciated. And until next time, later. Hey, guys. This episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, Photographers wearing wide brim hats is the nation's 
number one wedding photography company, and for good reason. Uh, they are clearly the most creative, most unique uh, individuals out there, and their photography is so creative, I can't even begin to describe how creative it is. That's how creative it is. If you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats, then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there. So, um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school, or you're hanging out at home, or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear, whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide brim hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's what that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know you got one frame. And then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that, they just got eight pictures. And maybe one of them is good. Probably not. But the photographer wearing a wide brim hat, they are going to call those photos later on and you know really really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day um that they stood in front of the videographer to get and they're gonna they're gonna edit those down into something truly magical probably um probably just two eight by tens that you can put in the living room next to the closet door so give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event <laughs>